Hello and welcome to a bonus final Safe Point podcast with Ben. Hello. And Mark. Mark's here too. Here on a, here on a nice here. lazy Sunday afternoon. Yes, best kind of Sunday. Yeah. Only kind of Sunday. And uh, I mean, it's first bonus episode because obviously we recorded on twice on the exact same day the next gen consoles come out so yeah. it's uh this yeah, is yeah. Ben's chance to have some talk about his extended ps5 use and yep. you know all and a sh- change of flavor a couple of films and stuff we've watched yeah yeah just, you it's, know uh, just catch up yeah obviously it's few, hard to just solidly game there's a lot of tv well there's at least two hours of tv on that's worth watching on a friday at the moment there so is that needs to be discussed mm. yeah but when they end what's left uh, the expanse isn't long oh, after them that. right yeah yeah well yeah. we mentioned earlier that i need to I'll do. We could do a rewatch through the expense if you want. I'll, I'll rewatch through at the same pace you do. <laughs> I think, yeah, maybe. Yeah. Maybe we could do that. Yeah, oh, not a bad idea. Well, saying that, I mean, are you going to go all the way back to series one, or are you going to start from? Where I you would left say off? probably start from season two. I can, I can remember. One I mean, you're well. lucky in the sense that you've read the books, so yeah, obviously yeah. you've already seen or read the, all that plot line twice over. Yeah. Mm. So maybe I can do that. Mm. I think. Maybe I'll just pick a random episode. I, yeah, well, the there. thing is as well is they are all on Amazon in 4K now, aren't they? Oh, I, I, the, what, I, what I watched last night, I watched in 4K. There's not a lot of stuff that I really watch in true 4K until recently. I don't know why, I just I just haven't. Okay. But, yeah, it's good. Mm. We don't really watch, I don't really watch Netflix. I watch YouTube or play games. And it's been... I mean... Uh, I, yeah, because you had the PlayStation Pro, didn't you? Yeah. So you would have you would have played a few native four K games, but mainly they would have been checkable mm. up rendering or whatever yeah. it was, right? Yeah, yeah. So, I mean, I, yeah, I can I noticed the difference when I got the One X and started playing a few games that were running in like native fourteen forty or four uh, uh, K. I think it, the biggest difference is when I start playing like 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 we said last time the these Black Magic Microsoft games that seem to just run yeah just optimize optimize well. the hilt like, yeah. But um, yeah, so we've we've had a week of gaming, and I've had how many days? Three, two or three days now with my PS. Yeah, so PlayStation Five Day Free. Yes. Yeah. How, how are you finding it? Yeah, it's good. It's it's good. It's not all all positive. I've had a couple of couple of little snags. Uh, still get the bad news out of the way first. Yeah. Yeah. So and then end on the good. Yeah. I mean, my console. It's I'm, Sunday. I don't want. I don't want to be going into the new, <laughs> into the new week on a negative. Bit. We're depressing people on a Sunday night. <laughs> well, the, the negatives yeah. are out. <laughs> the negatives are outweighed by the good time that you have when you're playing the games. Yeah. And yeah. Stuff. But yeah, um, it's hard, it's kind of locked up a few times, like hard locked up. I mentioned it before, but it's happened multiple times. Like it will just die, go power off, light off. Playing the game, black screen, nothing. And it's not like it just resets. That's when you no. have to do a full power yep. cycle reboot. Yeah. Pressing the uh, controller does nothing. The console button does nothing. And you have have you tried the... holding down the console button? No. To see whether that does a full power cycle? Maybe. Yeah. I'll just pull the cable out, put it back in. It, seems it might be better to do a full cycle rather than pulling the power at the hard drive. Why just I, I say I it. say that not being any kind of computer technician, but assuming so. Well, up to now, I've just been picking up the unit and shaking it violently. <laughs> yeah, like like, like we like we do a crying baby, right? Yeah. <laughs> no, you baited me into agreeing with you then. <laughs> why why won't you stop making noise? <laughs> So um, talking about noise, did you see the uh, the physical glitch that made some people's uh, PlayStation sound really loud? Oh, mine's quite loud. That's what, another thing. Yeah. Really? Uh, every now and then. It doesn't, like if I'm playing Demon's Souls, it's not on disc, it's digital. 
So, but it sounds like it's like the, the disc drive ramps up, the fan ramps up, and it all just kicks up for like 10 seconds or so. Okay. It gets quite loud. Oh, I mean, I heard that some people have really loud fans, and it turned out because there's a stickers that had come loose yeah, I read in the console, that. and it was like putting a uh, card, card in, in your spokes. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's not, it's not that kind of noise. It's just the whole unit kind of goes to turns it up to 11 for about 10 seconds i mean the only real noise i've noticed from the xbox is when i turn it on it's got a disc in the drive you can hear it kind of uh whirring the disc just to check what it is quickly mm. but yeah aside from that i've not really noticed noise at all from it yeah it's the, the thing is when it's not doing that it's absolutely you just cannot hear it it's almost inaudible unless you're in a dead silent room and you put your face near it so it's kind of <laughs> I assume you're not doing that very often no but I guarantee you that quite a lot of like reviewers have yeah yeah. yeah. <laughs> but you know it's it's not like because the PS4 was more a slow burn of ramping up as it got hot mm. and it would just be like a constant whir this one is silent really loud and then silent again wow. yeah my PS4 Pro is very audible at this point yeah mm. I keep meaning to I've been watching YouTube videos about people that fix consoles and I'm like most of the time they take them apart and they're like, why don't people clean them? You just have to take the cover off. And, go, and I'm like, I should do that. I, well, what is tempting actually is to, because obviously I'll be still be PlayStation gaming on my Pro for a little bit longer yeah. until I get a PS5, is to do that, clean it out, maybe change the fan and also whack in a bigger SSD. Yeah. Like a couple of terabytes. Mm. I think it's a good idea. The mm. storage kind of sucks. Yeah. Well, still, still, a terabyte is still standard though, even on this generation. Yeah. Which is weird. Well, technic- no, it's not standard technically, is it? Because Sony only ship with an 800 gig drive. Well, um, isn't it? Is it 800? It's 800 it's... with 625 usable, right? Yeah. And Microsoft <laughs> is a terabyte, but with 803 usable. 625. That's not yeah. a lot, man. Yeah, I, I guess their market research must have shown them that a lot of people don't have a lot of games installed all the time. No, nor do, nor do I. I've always made do with smaller Because I, I think a lot of the design around the PlayStation 5 is like market research driven in the same sense as we were talking about those cards earlier. Hmm. Um, which, like I say, I've only got a rudimentary understanding of the card, so I may be wrong, but it's... I mean, you'll have to check this. It's, I believe, so on the main UI, it will t- show you all the things that are like available to you in a game. Okay if the developers choose to implement it and like an estimate of how long it should take. Right. And even like little video guides it's got links to as well if they choose to make that available. I mean, if, so, if it's for some of the trophies, maybe. Yeah. They're like the, really hard ones. Yeah, maybe. that's the kind of thing I think. So it's almost intended so it is, there's a little a way to access a guide without even having to go online. I went for a little stage of being really into getting trophies and I'm kind of drifting back off of that again now. No, I've never been an achievement or trophy hunter. I mean, only on PlayStation because I've got a decent foundation. There's no point in getting that invested in my Xbox achievement score or my Steam score. Oh, I don't know. I'm quite invested in you my are, Xbox. Yeah, because you've been playing your Xbox longer than I have. Yeah, I know. But bear in mind, there was a there was a good five-year period between when I got rid of my 360 and was just playing PS3 slash 4 and then when I bought an Xbox One again, and even after I bought the initial Xbox One, I then barely played it for like two years and, or three years until I got the <laughs> Xbox One X because mm-hmm. there was nothing coming out for it for ages. It was Game Pass or anything. Game Pass was what got me back on the Xbox. But um, yeah, I won't I won't talk about Spider-Man too much because I spoke about that last time and I haven't played that much more. It's good. Still good. Still good story. Still fun. A few more suits. The suits are all great. Mm-hmm. Fire I mean, what, what kind of suits are they? Because Miles Morales, compared to Peter Parker, doesn't have as many like alternate suits in canon, does he? So? It's probably a lot that they've 
They, oh yeah, because they invented a few for the first. Invented game, some, some of them original. They might. Some of them might just be like original Spider-Man suits they've given him. Okay. But I mean, a lot of them are, are things like the normal suit. Like one of them's his classic suit, but with his like school blazer over it. Okay, you know, like a cat in a backpack or something yeah, as well. Something, yeah. yeah. What's, what's with that cat? Is the cat got spider uh, I've only done the mission where you run into it. Does it? The have... cat is named Spider-Man. Okay, does it have powers? Not that I know of. Okay. But yeah, the cat is called Spider-Man. <laughs> okay, that's odd. But it is yeah. odd. Yeah, some guy owns it and he's got a cat called Spider-Man. I don't... I There's probably more. That, that storyline probably gets fleshed out, but so far I've gone to save it. It was like trapped somewhere or something. Okay. Can't remember. But yeah, it's good. I, yeah, same as it was. Yeah, I mean, I, like I say, I've not really got anything new to reform what I've been playing. I've just been milking Yakuza even more. But, I mean, Good. it's so Japanese. I mean, I'm 28 hours in and I'm still getting new, like, things being introduced. <laughs> I've, I've literally spent most of my game time yesterday and today just playing the business simulation minigame. That sounds good, though. I like a good business simulation. Yeah, and I was though. saying, obviously, in the other games, you had things like running a real estate company or running, like, um, hostess bars and that. Whereas now you've got an actual full-on, like, business empire, a little <laughs> simulator going on. You buy up shop units, restaurants, stuff like that, staff them with people. You have to... It's got the classic stuff, like, you used to get with the hostesses where, as you do submissions... Uh, the people that those submissions focus on then become available to staff you to hire. Nice. Like higher quality than the ones you start with. Do you have staff members that you just don't like because they just turn up late all the time? And stuff? Uh, no, I mean, it's not that detailed, <sighs> unfortunately. But you can pick like your favourites and then obviously train them up and promote them and make them like the leaders of all You can role-play it. Yeah. Pick one and that... That's yeah, the, if, I'm role, if I'm, I'm role-playing it, then I'm playing as Kasuta, like Ichiban, who's like just as like naively nice to everyone <laughs> as Kiru was, but... <laughs> I don't know. Kiryu wasn't nice to everyone, was he? Yeah, Kiryu would just say, that's the whole sub-stories and everything in the games. He will just help anyone who asks for it. He'll <laughs> also punch a lot of people. Yeah, but only people that attack him. He never starts any fights. True. The, 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 whole, the whole, obviously, theme of the game is that he's, like, still believes in, like, the old-school nobility of the Yakuza, like, up against the modern corruption of the organisation, right? <laughs> I can't... I can honestly... Wasn't that why the, the director said um, a week or two ago, didn't he, that he... Companies have asked him to put Kiru into fighting games as a guest character, so things like Tekken and that. But um, he's been reluctant to do it because, like specifically, Kiru never beats up women. <laughs> That's only because they haven't programmed it in. Although I'd someone's pointed out he's beating up trans women in at least two games. So, <laughs> oh, that's worse. <laughs> yeah, but again, they started on him. Well, it's worse now. <laughs> I don't know if it's worse to me. Oh, the Itchy Bad definitely like starts more fights than Kiru ever did. I think even though he's generally more positive as a character. Yeah, I will get round to it. I think I'll buy it. It's definitely my favourite of the series, and I've played four of them this year, so mm. I can tell. You've got to go back and play six as well at some point. I've got to go back and play six, and I've also got to play all the ones in between, but I don't yeah. know whether some of them might feel a bit too dated, because <laughs> even the remasters on PlayStation 4, uh, and I assume are coming to Xbox at some point, they were still just remasters of the old games on the old engines, right? They weren't complete remakes like the two Kawami games were. Yeah, yeah. So, But um, uh, I've been playing a little bit of Demon's Souls, which ah, yes. I hadn't really touched last time. The only actual launch game of this generation. Isn't that weird? <laughs> Don't you think that's weird? I think that's really odd. Well, that's the only The launch. only launch across two consoles. Yeah, oh, technically Godfall is as well, right? In that it's only available on next gen. Is it on PC? 
I don't know. I don't think so. And I, it's only a timed. It only it only right? counts for me if, it, if it's an actual first party console exclusive. I think. Yeah. As a launch game. Yeah. Probably. If, it, if, it, if there's potential that it could come out on anything else, then. Mm. But I mean, yeah, it's been a very weird launch this generation in the sense that there have been a lot of games, but almost all of them are cross-gen. Yeah. It's weird. I would have liked to have seen a few more because mm. Demon's Souls looks incredible. Everything I've seen at Demon's Souls looks phenomenal. It does. It's, like, it's, it a shame so that I, it's a shame that I'm not particularly big on Soulsborne games, otherwise that might have convinced me to buy a do, PlayStation do, do you know what? If you're Xbox. not big on Soulsborne games, this is not the one to, yeah. to try and get into it. Bloodborne, I think, is probably best for me. And I didn't really like Bloodborne. Yeah, well, exactly. no, I did like Bloodborne. I've got further into that than I did any of the others. Mm. But, uh, yeah, after a while, I just got... This one, just just the formula is ever slightly different. It, Yeah, it's hard. It's so what, really kind, hard. what kind of character build do you go for in Soulsborne games? Uh, uh, it, for me, I'm not I'm not big on parrying, so I tend to go strength. You didn't get on with Sekiro because of that, right? Um, It wasn't necessarily because of that. Sekiro did a pretty good job of making it easier to parry because that's almost the whole game. Yeah, yeah. Um, Dark Souls, I've never been any good at parrying. I was okay at doing the gun parry at Bloodborne, but nah, Dark Souls, I always have to either, yeah, just normally strength or a magic build, depending on the game. Okay. I'm not familiar enough with Demon Souls to know if the magic's the way to go, but I know if you just go full strength, like a stagger build, to just, um, there's a word, there's a word I'm trying to think of. It's like stagger. But it's like an, an unseen stat that's in all of them. Okay. But it's like a stagger amount. Finesse, maybe? Something like that. But yeah, just do that. The old unseen stats that the Japanese yeah, RPGs yeah. love. Yeah. Do you remember like, Pokemon was based on completely yeah, yeah. unseen stats for yeah. years? And then they've started making them visible in the newer games, which I think takes a bit of the mystique out of it. I think it's funnier that I just didn't know that until probably four generations into this franchise. Yeah, I, I didn't realise it till I think, uh, maybe the DS era. Yep. Yeah, no idea. I just used, it was just fun to take into school and link cable with people. Yeah, so I was, well, I mean, I don't. They didn't have those stats in the first two generations, right? I believe. Did they not? I'm sure the first one has got some hidden stats. Maybe not the vast amount the new ones do. I don't know. Maybe. Who knows? But yeah, um, they, yeah. If you like, if you like that sort of Soulsborne, it's a good, it's a good remake. So I, I shouldn't buy it, but our listeners probably should. Yeah, because <laughs> yeah, I seem to be one of the few Probably. people. No, and clearly there's more people out there that don't like Soulsborne games. Yeah, yeah, but, there's yeah. a ton, and I can understand it. I almost certain I won't complete this game because <laughs> I'll get to a. Would point. you, if it wasn't a launch game, would you have even brought it? Because I noticed that you uh, you've not been that interested in the genre for a little while, right? Uh, yeah, I would have eventually. Yeah, I own them all, even though most. I'm talking of... about Soulsborne as a genre, as opposed to Soulsborne as a series. Uh. Yeah, again, probably event- eventually. Yeah. Okay. Because again, like most of the time, I don't like them because they annoy me, and I have to stop playing them because they annoy me. But then I own them all, and I've played them all for a lot of hours. Is it the, the From Software ones? I understand are like a cut above all the clones, right? Uh, Has there been any kind of clone type games? I couldn't get on the with Surge. Level? I played a bit of Lords of the Fallen for a fair few hours, but that was. I, I'll concede. Yes, yeah, it's, it's not a patch on it oh obviously you like fallen order as well fallen order yeah i, I yeah. don't mind the ones like that try something different but use the same trappings yeah yeah like lords of the fallen is basically a dark souls game there's nothing different about it yeah yeah i tried a bit of that <clears throat> like the surge i kind of i, I quite like the aesthetic mm. the that's annoying that annoyed me about the surge because i like the kind of um world and did you try the second one yeah i did i got even like less uh, <laughs> okay. enjoyment out of that I got out into the big open world sort of area and then, yeah, I kept stumbling into enemies that were hard. (laughs) 
It's, but um, as we were saying, it's it's weird because I will sit there and I will pound like Celeste for hours, even if I only get through a couple of screens, just because it's that instant kind of restart. That's what that's what breaks yeah. it away, I think. And Demon Souls more than any other make you make you muck around and run about when you die. And it also, um, I don't know if you're aware of this, but it, you're alive and you've got your body. When you die, you just become like soul form, okay, and your health gets halved. So it actually gets harder every time you die. It's not every time, it's like once. Oh, if you good. die when you're alive, your health's halved, and it is that way until you either find a super rare item to reverse it, or you kill a boss. Okay. And yeah, so you, you'll you'll play 80, 85% of the game with, with half, half your health. health. Yep. <laughs> yep. You'll work uh, really hard, and you, you'll maybe think, it's a new area. I'll take one of those rare items to become <laughs> alive again. So I can walk and die immediately by some ambush, and then you're half health again, and you've used the item. <laughs> so, oh yeah, it's uh, yeah. Everyone that loves the games are now listening, going, yeah, <laughs> of course. That's, how, that's, that's why I like it. Yeah, no, I I get why people do like it. And at the time when like the first games come out, games had got a very kind of molly coddly mm. in the. And it's the first Soulsborne game I can play at sixty frames a second, which is an absolute godsend. I mean, uh, technically you could have got the old. You, technically, you could have got the old ones on PC. Yeah, I didn't. Know. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> I downloaded Bloodborne before looking it up in a fruitful effort of hoping. No, that it it's capped at thirty, yeah, right? Unfortunate. Yeah. They could. They could pull that off if they really wanted to. Yeah, I don't understand. It's a first-party game. Surely Sony have access to the source code yeah. to patch that. And that game, man, would benefit so much. Yeah. From There's all kinds of weird stuff what's going on with some games getting like 120 modes on the Series X and not getting them on PlayStation 5 and stuff right at the moment. Yeah. Yeah. I won't be worried about that until... Yeah, until you get a new TV. Like, or, or, yeah. or until I'm in a position where I'm looking to get a new TV. Yeah. Which, yeah. Uh, I'm good. Yeah, I'm good. 60's fine, man. Yeah, it's just it's uh, it's something to do with the way that obviously the Series X is just running uh, the same app as the Xbox One X would, right? Just with a, it code, uh, it activates different features depending on what format it's running on. Whereas oh, okay. it's diff, it's more difficult, I believe, to patch a PlayStation Four game because it runs in PlayStation Four compatibility mode on the PlayStation Five. It's like why like. They can't make is it like PlayStation Five native PSVR games either. Oh, yeah. I but thought that was a thing that was going to happen. It will after PSVR Two comes out. Oh, okay. But although you can use your PSVR with your PlayStation Five with an adapter, it only it, it runs in um, a compatibility mode. But um, who are the guys? London Studio have patched Blood and Truth already. Okay. So yeah, if you want to borrow a copy of that and see how it runs on the PS Five, oh, you're welcome to. I can't be bothered to get an adapter. Oh yeah. Plug in all my P- my PSVR, rearrange my room. Oh, no, it's fine. I forgot you've got to send off for an adapter as well, too. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Bit much. It's all boxed up. I'm close to selling it. To really? Be fair. Yeah. Have you got the second edition? No. No. Don't think so. So yours got Oh, the... no, I have. I have. Oh, okay. Oh. I've got the second edition. That's the one with the it's got uh it's very, uh, yeah, I might have that off you. No. Yeah. yeah, look into it, man. It, it works fine. I've barely used it. <laughs> I've used it about three times. Yeah, just for, just because I want that second edition, uh, like pass through box that passes through 4K and HDR. Ah, okay. <laughs> so irritated the first one because I got like the PS Pro. I'm like, oh, let's get a PSVR. So, like, oh, this that doesn't work properly with the PS Pro. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, oh, I'll, um, there'll be more thoughts, I guess, on the next gen as it opens up. There, I may look into getting another game. I don't know. Have you tried Astro's Playroom yet? 
No, oh, I man, I'm going to be so all over that game. This is because you never played Astro Ross Rescue. Again, Mission. I want to. You do don't it. know how cool Astro is. I did. <laughs> I played a bit of the one that's on VR Worlds. Oh bit. yeah, Astro's. Oh, I can't remember what that one is. Yeah, yeah. But I that's yeah, that's not one. really a game. It's like a demo. Yeah. Well, it's Astro Bot's Rescue Mission was an evolution of that kind of design. Yeah. Yeah. But the actual game itself is amazing. My favourite VR game to date. But um, yeah, I'm not sure. I'm not sure what I'd get. And you got Godfall. I mean, you already own Valhalla on PC, right? Yeah, I wouldn't. I wouldn't get it. Watch Dogs. I mean, I'm, nah, I'm part. I'm alright on that. No, mm. I don't want to jump into another giant Ubisoft yeah. slugfest. And but, I've heard. Broadly speaking, their opinion of Watch Dogs is a lot lower. Yeah, yeah, it's especially compared to the second Even one. Even people that like the series are saying it's um, it's a bit it's a shame because it's not in having that whole you can choose anyone you lose a lot of narrative and character. Yeah, you're not really like got anyone to root for or become attached to. Yeah, yeah, I don't, I'd... I'm kind of leaning towards Call of Duty. Yeah, yeah, that's maybe just so I can have like a nice shooter mm. on next gen. But I'm aware that well, I don't know if you remember when I when we lived in the flat and I got a PS4, I brought it back and Ghosts was one of the first games I tried. Yes, and I remember thinking, this this isn't this isn't next gen. What's this? <laughs> <laughs> What's this? This is PS2. No, not that bad. But it, it did what wasn't impressive because it was cross cross. Yeah, obviously. yeah. I'm trying to think. Yeah, what else is? I think that's almost it. Well, I mean, you'll have Cyberpunk to play on it in the next... Oh, I'll probably get that on PC. Okay. Um, you've got Immortals Phoenix Rising coming out in December. Every screenshot I see of that, it just looks... I haven't read anything about it. It's meant to be a bit of a, like, a bit Breath of the Wild-y, from what mm. I believe. It looks interesting. And, I mean, Ubisoft know how to make an open-world game, so... <laughs> we know that much. <laughs> they just don't know what There's to... two things they know at Ubisoft. It's how to make an open-world game and sexual harassment. So I, they make an overworld game, maybe not populated with the Also most probably how to speak French. <laughs> oh and two D and two D games, they're pretty good at that. They were. Why they've not used the UBR engine in years and it absolutely kills me. Well like Child of Light. Child of Light, Rayman. there's those few Rayman games they made on it they're and then great. Uh, Iron Hearts? Hearts of Iron? No. What was the World uh, War One uh, game? Valiant Hearts. Valiant Hearts. Yeah. Yes, the World War One game, which yeah, was awesome. That was, yeah, was good. It was such a weird little take on the World War One genre. <laughs> <laughs> I made sure I got all the achievements in there or trophies because I wanted the platinum. This was before I realised that not every game has the platinum. <laughs> but it's fine. I enjoyed it. It was great. Yeah, game. yeah. Should tell, everyone should play that. And, and or we could, I mean, transitioning a World War One two uh, D Ubisoft game. We've both watched the same film recently. Yes, in the, moving well, on to stuff we've watched because gaming's cool, but you know it's nice to take a break and just watch a film. <laughs> I don't do that enough anymore. I really enjoyed. I, I made a thing of it last night. Like <laughs> I, uh, I, I shut the light off. I dug out my um, surround sound speakers. Oh, nice. Put them either side of the telly. 4K Amazon. Like, oh, but I'm using my PS5 as well because I'm going to use it for everything for a while. Just like get used to it. The, yeah. the apps might even be... Would, are they snappy or they're on your TV? Much. Yeah. Much. I was thinking about that with my Series X because I've used my smart TV apps for ages. But it is a bit ha- laggy sometimes on that. I think it's... With, with PlayStation, it's more that the PS4 has a tendency to slow down. Because I remember when I got my Pro, I was super impressed at how snappy it felt. Yeah, I think it might be sad to obviously using old school style hard drives. Yeah, maybe. Probably just yeah. Because over know, time, it just when you consider the amount of time you've installed and deleted stuff off of those hard yeah, drives, yeah, writing and rewriting, yeah, because so yeah, that might be why PlayStation slow down. Yeah, it's really nice when you transfer all the data. It it transfers all your login and everything, so you're already logged in 
on everything. See there, that was quite good on on the Xbox when you turned it on. Um, it did the update, but it said if you've got um, the mobile app, load it now and put this code in. Mm, that's what I and had. And then, yeah, it links to your Xbox and then you do all the setup and logging in stuff in the background while the Xbox does its initial update. It's cool. But yeah, we've um, we watched 1917. Yes, we did, which is not a new film. It's, it was about this, was Remembrance Day last year that came out, I right? Think maybe around that. Yeah. So it's about a year about old because I actually watched it on Remembrance Sunday this year. Yeah, and we didn't. It didn't click with me until like halfway through the film. I was like, "Oh yeah, <laughs> <laughs> that's today." <laughs> um, yeah, it's a film that got raved about. It was got raved about, and it was okay. It was pretty all right. Yeah, I thought it was okay. I, I think we both kind of had the same yeah, overall feeling I about don't it. Feel it was amazing. I was. It was an entertaining film. It was an entertaining large deal, and it was a concept. I'm glad someone was allowed to try. Yes. Yeah. Hundred percent. Yeah. And I, I like the idea of it, but as I've said before, I find the problem with trying to do one take things is that it's great for action sequences and stuff where there's a lot going on, but when it's two guys walking along talking, mm. it's it feels like a cutscene in a game or something. <laughs> it's like we're moving the camera because we, we we have to, or you know, or we're doing it because we can. I think it's decent. There's a couple of bits stick for giving you a sense of like being there next to them, like the bit where they're crawling through the barbed wire. The camera yeah, goes yeah, through the wire. Like yeah. That kind of stuff's all kind of good. <clears throat> Introduces a few of its own contrivances by the way it's filmed because I'm supposed to um, to be kind of into it. I have to assume that it's all happening in one flowing event, and I'm like watching it as it's unfolding. But then there's a like a bit where the pilot goes down. Spoilers. Do you spoil it? But there's a pilot goes down and kills one of the two uh, main soldiers and then a little bit in shoes. It's quite a good bit, I thought. But then they walk through a building and on the other side of the building is just this pl- like platoon of like 100 people. See, I assumed with that it was that the the um, the plane, they saw the plane going down. Possibly. I mean, they're all kind of standing around and just like they've been I, had, I assumed they had literally just stopped outside. But yeah, you would have heard them pull you up. You would have heard them. Yeah. They would have come. But let's say that he was in shock at the time because his mate had just been stabbed up. So it would have been our old school murked. If, <laughs> he did. He did. He got shanked. That's murkin. Yeah. <laughs> but he. Um, I think it would have been fine if you were filming it like a normal film because you would have just transitioned to a little bit later. Yeah, you, you would have just done a little time cut or something where the day, the time of day just changed. Yeah. You'd show him sitting there with the body and then you know cut to being slightly darker and him sitting there next to his mate's body and then you hear the. Yeah, a bit jarring, that's all. Mm. But I always like a film that do these sort of faux one-take things because it's nice to look at. Yeah, it's yeah. appealing yeah. on my and eyes. And it was really good bits. So I'll say that the bit at the end where he's, he he's like kind of jumps up into no man's land and he's running down the trench as everyone else is going over. That yeah, was, that was really cool. good. It was really yeah. well choreographed. So many people all yeah, doing yeah. things at once. And like the earlier bits where they've obviously dug out like pretty big trenches that got loads of extras well, in where they're one... walking. The, the set design and the props mm. were awesome. Because you film it like that, then the camera has to hang on things. Yeah, so you, get, you yeah. have to look at them for a while. You scrutinise them. It's not like a cut mm. where you can get away with something half-hearted. It looks really good. I love yeah, because like the, the early bit at the start where they're walking through the trenches to get closer to the front to go yeah. over. That Mud. was really good. All the stuff that it's was like going the on. the muddiest film I've ever seen. <laughs> yeah. But that's good because that, that's the whole point. I don't know, in De- another World War One film, is it Death Watch, Death March? I haven't seen that. Where they were getting sucked down into the mud. It's Death Watch, isn't that Death the one Watch. with the um, Andy Circus? Yeah, yeah, Andy Circus, yeah. yeah. Well, there you go, watch, watch that. As a... I think it's quite. It's one of these good, bad films. Yeah, it's not good. Like Dog Soldiers. No, Dog Soldiers is good. 
That's good. That's just had a 4K restoration, apparently. <laughs> I'd be up for re- yeah. watching that. Is it, good? is it good, though? Well, Dog Soldiers? Yeah. I think it is. Hmm. I mean, it's good, but it's also a bit bad. Oh, I don't think it's, it's good. No, I don't think it's as bad as uh, Death Watch is, though. No, probably not. But yeah, again, I mean, I, you've I, not I, seen I, Death Watch, so I'm, I'm not going to allow you to have an opinion on this one, Ben. <laughs> <laughs> it's just like being an You're home. like an anti-masker on Twitter. <laughs> you're, not, you're, just don't, you're not worthy of having an opinion. <laughs> but um, I'm glad. It's it's nice to see. It's interesting to see a film about the First World War. I know there have been some, but it doesn't would treat them as much as it should. don't really get a lot of either war films of late, right? No, I guess not. We, don't but, need, we haven't even had any rock war films for a while since we all realised that that was probably not not good. I mean, <laughs> that this is the same with Dunkirk. To get a, a bit mushy for a minute, it's it's a good it's good that these films are being made because stuff like this keeps it. Otherwise, people just forget stuff. Yeah, you know true. I mean? And it's it's a good thing to show people, especially young young kids that might miss out on stuff. There, are, I know. There's lots, uh, probably because the like you say. Films... I would say young kids shouldn't watch this film. They, they yeah, can watch yeah. Dunkirk, but don't watch this one. I think where it's not in the public consciousness as much because most of our last. Uh, most like most recent major wars are that far gone, mm. like in the public consciousness, and we don't get as many films about them anymore. But if you notice on Netflix, there's a lot more um, films that seem to come from around the Middle East and Eastern Europe and that where they've had uh, sort of wars a lot more recently. Yeah, because obviously you had stuff going on in Eastern Europe and the Balkans in the nineties, didn't you? And then obviously there's lots of wars that we aren't involved in that have gone mm. on in the Middle East over the years. Mm. So I mean, there's a lot of like Lebanese films about their wars with Israel and stuff like that. Yeah. Um, oh, what was the Israeli film? The animated one. Um, uh, I've seen that as well. Mm. I can't remember the Waltz name. Waltz with Bashir. Waltz with Bashir. That's yeah. it. Yeah, I've seen yeah. that as well. Was good. That was kind of interesting. Yeah, yeah. Mm. Not as, yeah. not technically a war film as such, but he had a lot of cool war f- like scenes in it. Mm. Um, there's a there's a new World War Two show on Netflix, I believe, like a rotoscoped like art style. Mm. Uh, sure. I can't remember the name of it. Yeah, I'll, I'll look for the trailer in a bit. But yeah, it's got like a it's almost done. It's, it's proper actors filmed, but it's rotoscoped to look almost comic booky, like uh, Scanner Darkly. Yeah, yeah, but okay. obviously look more old school comic booky, mm. if you know what I mean. Like well, obviously <laughs> more period specific. This is one thing I noticed about 1917. The focus puller deserves an award on his own because <laughs> there's so much where he's got to move along with the characters and they're going further away and coming towards the camera. Yeah, and there's bits where it will pass over a bit of scenery that's important. To, to show like it'll be a dead body or a bit of, a bit of barricade or something yeah yeah and he will it, it, yeah I don't know I never noticed that but I, I thought god man the, he must have the director of photography in his era 100% of the time go no type, back a tiny bit for the whole film you know are, is it done like that anymore because I think you still have a focus puller but I believe Obviously, you know, with modern phone cameras, mm-hmm. they have multiple cameras, don't they? They take different yeah. levels and then you can change the focus after you've taken it. Mm. Can, is, can that be done with digital footage as well? I'm wondering whether Pass. like the, the level of cameras they use for shooting films may have that kind of feature and you can do that in post. I'm Maybe. Not sure. well, Probably film student question. Yeah. So someone someone tell us. Yeah. <laughs> tell us how dumb we've just sounded. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I'm, I'm happy to admit I don't know that much about how films are uh, like put no passing knowledge maybe yeah. but yeah I mean, not, not, not be... to that technical level as like, far, as, far as I understand it if you're yeah. still filming traditionally then yeah. you, you would still have someone strong arm in the focus okay. I mean how, yeah I, I don't know how that was filmed because he's he's just not all like uh, Nolan where he's got a film on his 33 
Nah, millimetre film is he Mendes like, yeah. or yeah. Um, Tarantino Tarantino's doing the that same as well. yeah. Yeah. And, or they got Peter Jackson's like I'm going to double the frame rate <laughs> <laughs> more he more than doubled it didn't he uh, no he 44 oh, it was the uh, um, the Will Smith film that was in sight was 120 frames a second or something right which the, one was that uh, the one that came out recently where he was like him and a younger version of him Gemini ran Really? Yeah. Is that 120 frames? Yeah, something insane, and apparently it looks horrendous. Okay. It looks like a oh, documentary. I've seen, that. I've seen that on streaming platforms. I'm, I'm kind of tempted to watch it now just because, oh, no, but, they're not, but then my TV can't display 120 hertz, so I'll only be seeing it 60. Yeah, I guess. Correct. Yeah, weird. 120, it might not be that high, but I'll, I'll look at it. It's, but it was, it's it really was, high. But even a film filmed in 60 will be compared to a normal film that's filmed in 24 or 22 yeah. frames a second, right? You're just, uh, it's going to be hard to get past the conditioning you have where it looks like a daytime TV show. Yeah, it looks like yeah. I'm watching Homes Under the Hammer. Stupidly <laughs> 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 fast frame rate. Yeah. But um, I thought the uh, George McKay, that's his name, the main actor in it. Yeah. He, he was really good. Oh, he didn't have a name. Hmm? He didn't have a Neve. name. Yeah, the first one did. He was like Blake something. Oh, yeah, yeah, because he was his brother, wasn't he? Yeah. That's why he um, needed But he to... doesn't have a name. And I noticed it. And this is annoying with Amazon. Uh, when you when you pause it or something, it shows up at the bottom who everyone the is in it. Thing, and yeah. of course, who pops up right near the top because they get top billing? Cumberbatch? Of course, Cumberbatch. <laughs> and, so, and it had his name underneath it as Mackenzie. I was like, okay, so he's going to be in it at the end. He will find him because yeah, yeah. he's playing the character. So Amazon dropped a, dropped a bone there. Yeah. Bit, but um, yeah. George McKay, very good. Yeah, I'd like to say I thought all the acting was great. <clears throat> I like the fact that he didn't really go into that much detail as to why he was all sort of troubled and a bit closed off, a bit cynical. Yeah, yeah. About everything. There's a passing comment at the beginning, but other than that, it's all just acting, which was good. And you just, yeah, just got to get on with it. Look. Yeah, miserable yeah. looking. <laughs> as, you, as you would be in, yeah, the, yeah. in a particular situation. <laughs> good, good on him. Oh, um,. Rob Stark was in it as well, did you notice? Yes, yeah. So yeah. he had a little Game of Thrones reunion. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, Tom and Bratton and Rob Stark. Those people are never going to be known for anything else. Um, I'm sorry, everyone in it. Is it? Maybe Tom and because he wasn't, maybe not that big Some part, of the... Uh, Maisie Williams has done some other stuff, right? No. Nope. Oh. Nope. Uh, she'll be Arya forever. Oh, you mean a, a role as Wolfsbane won't be the... <laughs> I remember to go, she, go down in the annals of film no, history. You can say this for her. To date, she's the definitive live-action representation of Rain Sinclair. <laughs> Purely because they've that. never done another one. I guess you could say that. <laughs> Until such time as Disney introduce a new live-action version of that character, <laughs> she can always have that. And I say that having not seen New Mutants. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, so... Poor Game of Thrones cast. I mean, Daenerys, uh, Amelia Clark, was trying her best to break away from it. Mm. Um, Lena Headey had a pretty good career. <laughs> she was before a really thing. Right? A lot, yeah. That's the thing with the act, like Sean Bean. Like, mm. or, yeah. um, the geezer played Jamie should probably appear in some more stuff. He was, oh, he was in that god awful film, um, the one that Gods Gods of Egypt. Oh God, yeah. Yeah, I've, I've watched that. Why? I don't know. This is back in your era of now I'll just watch it because I'm not up far off. Yeah, <laughs> three o'clock in the morning, Gods of Egypt. Yes, <laughs> it wasn't good, man. It wasn't good. I would not watch Gods of Egypt. I wasn't planning on it. And, uh, I don't know. I don't know what film to watch next. I'm running low now because it's like the Bat Cat's running out, and obviously not much uh, came out this year. I know of a film you could watch that's What's a that? good one, Unbreakable. Oh yeah, I still need to get around to that. Unbreakable's great. Hmm. I love it. I just wonder whether it's going to be one of those films there that people loved at the time and I'm going to be disappointed by now. When was um, the last time you watched it? 
uh, it was quite a while ago, but the things I like about it are the sort of things that hold up. Okay. Like it, this film was shot really well and filmed really well. And oh, okay. This was back when Bruce Willis actually gave, uh, back when M. Night Shyamalan, you know, could write a decent narrative in a film. Actually, I'm not sure he wrote it. I think the whole thing with him is he went downhill when he started writing his own films. He wrote Six Sense, didn't he? Did he? All right. More power to he him. Might have, it might be one of those times like where he co-wrote with a lot of people and then tried to right. go off by himself. Because isn't that okay. the isn't that the Nolan problem? Maybe it's like if he if he, if he makes something with his brother, it's usually all right. If he tries to make something by himself, it's. Mm. <laughs> but I mean, because if you watch that, then you could theoretically a bit more context to watching like Split. Yeah, true. Yeah, well, and I'll, I still I'll, haven't seen Glass. I've heard it's yeah. really bad. Uh, I'll, I'll try and watch the trilogy at some point. <laughs> I thought about another film as well that I uh, on the way over here. That I, I know you haven't seen, but I can't remember. So yeah, don't worry about that one. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I'm sure there's plenty of films I haven't seen. I should get around to watching, but it's a. Uh... I was thinking we could kind of come up with films to suggest each other. Yeah. But then I realised that the the streams cross quite a lot with what we've seen. So yeah, to be fair, have you, have you watched talking about long take films? Yeah. Uh, a film on Amazon called The Vast of Night. No. I watched that earlier this year. It's like a kind of Twilight Zony sci-fi thing. Okay. Watch it. That has All got right. some of the best long shots in any film I've watched in a long time. And it kind of goes against what I've just said because there is a great tense scene in that because it's set in the 1950s that is literally about, I think, a nine-minute long shot of a girl just changing phone lines on an old switchboard <laughs> but it's so tense it's great oh uh, yeah so look, i think i think long shots when done when done right i mean you don't have to make the whole film one shot i think that's the old yeah know. this isn't this isn't a whole film with one shot because i mean children of men is a great example of yeah there's there's about three sequences shots. right that are like really yeah. like long where you've got the bit with the car yeah uh, the bit at the end in the refugee camp. Yeah, and, and you can kind of count the bit near the beginning as well where he goes to get coffee and the bomb goes off. That's yeah, quite long. yeah, yeah. But yeah, I think that's a really... But the same director, I'm not even going to try and butcher his name. It's Alejandro something. Oh, we'll, leave, yeah. we'll leave it at that. But uh, yeah, he also did Gravity, right? Which oh, I wasn't a fan. <laughs> me yeah, neither, yeah. unfortunately. Sorry, people that like Gravity. You should play video games. They're yeah. just like that. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah I, don't, I didn't get that film at all. Right. No, it's a shame as well because I was really excited to watch it just because of how much I liked Children of Men. Yeah, and I quite like George Clooney; he's a pretty good actor. Yeah, yeah, and he I like space <laughs> a lot, so should be for me. It, it, it didn't seem as like scientifically accurate as it pertained to be either. No, that yeah. and look, you can't you can't brag about your one shots if everything's done in computer animation. <laughs> yeah, you, you how did you feel with this? I literally just uh, oh, although I know there was, was some. Was it Sandra Bullock? Yeah. Yeah. Just her in a contraption for six months while you film. <laughs> I, I know they did come up with some pretty good ways of filming it. There were some like uh, things where they would go round and round and people did. But there was far too much of it that was just a sea of CGI debris. It was basically a film where Sandra Bullock destroys the ISS. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it. It's quite funny. When you look at it like that, it's quite funny. Just cut it together with some hilarious old school cartoon music. Because <laughs> everything she touches breaks. <laughs> So yeah, I didn't think about it like that. So expensive, man. <laughs> but um, yeah, nineteen seventy. Was, wasn't think... the whole thing, the whole plot of it, because she was like some teacher that had to go out to the ISS to fix a computer or something. Yeah, it's one of these like um, yeah uh, Armageddon. We need to drill into an asteroid, so let's get an oil driller. Okay, <laughs> teach okay. the astronaut. We could teach astronauts to drill. Nah, no, nah. Look, <laughs> drilling is far more complicated. Yeah. Why don't than we space take, take the people who know how to do the complicated thing and teach them how to do the simple thing? <laughs> Not take the people who know how to do the simple thing and train them to be astronauts. Like, 
I do, you say what you want about Armageddon. That's got a cracking cast in it. I thought you were going to say soundtrack. Nope. <laughs> no, I love Aerosmith. I hate that song. Really? Yep. Well, only, were both those only, statements uh, true? One of those. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I didn't know you were like that big on Aerosmith. Oh, I love Aerosmith. Yeah, They're okay. great. <laughs> really, yeah. Class- that's, my, that's my jam, that kind of music. But um, <laughs> I'm pretty sure it's one of, if not the only song that they didn't write. No, okay. It shows. It's I think there are someone else wrote it. Yeah, it's horrible. <laughs> no, it's not a good song. But yeah, 1917. Who was, say, who was in Armageddon? Willis was in that, right? Oh, mate. That was in his transition into not giving a shit. Bruce Willis, you, Ben Affleck, Owen Wilson, Steve Buscemi, Michael Clark Duncan, um, Liv Tyler, uh, That's pretty Billy short Bob Thornton, <laughs> um, probably some more that I'm not not getting. There's the guy uh, who, who is obviously got his wife's got a restraining order on him and he gets his kid the toy. He's in stuff. Don't know his name. <laughs> Yes, it's got a load, load, load of stuff in it. It's Owen Wilson in it. I'm, I'm thinking back now. I'm not sure if he is. Or is it Luke Wilson? No, definitely not Luke Wilson. <laughs> <laughs> Luke Wilson. Mate, Owen Wilson was in some funny films back in the day. Did you ever see a film called The Haunting? No. With, uh, oh, that had a mad cast in it the, as well. The Frighteners. Uh, mate, The Haunting was Owen Wilson, Catherine Zeta-Jones, Liam Neeson. It was like some horrible horror film. It was what Scary Movie 2 was taking the mickey out of. Oh, uh, okay. You know? Yeah. And that was, yeah. Owen Wilson's been in some stuff, man. <laughs> he has he been sees in some things. stuff. He has <laughs> some stuff. I wouldn't recommend it. <laughs> but yeah, it's... Uh... <laughs> yeah, uh, 1917. If it's your kind of thing... Oh, well, I would definitely recommend everyone watch it. Yeah, yeah, it's, yeah. Yeah, it's, exactly. a, it's, a, it's, it's a fun visual treat in yeah. some places. And it, and a part of history that, yeah. you know, shouldn't be forgotten, all that jazz. Good. And it, yeah, it's, it's, yeah, it's definitely worth a watch. Yeah. Uh, to go from history... To, I know technically it is history because it's in a galaxy far, far away a long time ago. So it is history. So we're going from ground war to space war. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> space in, battle. Yeah. In uh, the the next entry in uh, Disney and Lucasfilm Space Conflict series. <laughs> <laughs> Shiny Man. Yeah. Shiny Man. That's what and the series Green, is called. Shiny Green Man Boy. Season 2. <laughs> <laughs> um, yes. But yeah, do you want to start? Because uh, you 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 watched Star Trek as well. You've done two stars. Yeah, it's Star Star Fridays. Yeah, like, uh, <laughs> Space Friday. <laughs> Space Day. No. Yeah. Uh, yeah. No, I can't come up with a good thing for it. Maybe no. I'll think of one. Yeah. While yeah. you speak. Yeah. So it was a, it was a, it's a good week for both franchises. Week I thought. Okay, so that's like a second week where they're. Yeah, both. which is yeah second week on the trot. Um. So yeah, so Mandalorian, I I really enjoyed this one. I yeah, thought, I did like it. Yeah, it was good. Some good action, nice to see some ongoing characters, and glad to see how their sort of plots have developed. Gina Carano looked bigger. Yeah, yeah. I don't mind it. <laughs> I did notice her arms this time. Like, yeah, I don't mind it. <laughs> yeah, but again, it's I like that because it's, it's, if you're going to have a character beat up a load of aliens, I want her to look like she could beat up a load of aliens. <laughs> Because wasn't one of the other Mandalorians with Katie Sackhoff last week was a female wrestler, wasn't it? Uh, I believe. Wouldn't know. Yeah. And I Katie know. Sackhoff, despite being petite, is pretty cut. Yeah. Yeah. Which yeah, she, so. she shows off. So. She's always played that kind of character, right? Yeah, yeah. So. But, um, yeah, no, I thoroughly enjoyed it. Some really good action. Like, nice to see what's going on with the Empire in this era. And... Why would you trust the little kid to do the wiring? I don't know because he, he was like surprised when he mucked it up. 
he was like, don't do this. Yeah, but it was and great... gave him a specific thing to not do. Yeah, but it was a fun scene. It was. <laughs> it's like, it's like, if, it you, was. if it works, it works. I mean, you know, Star Wars Star Wars has always had little campy stuff like that. Yeah, of course. It was yeah, great yeah. just seeing him down there in that little red just with the wires in his I'm head. Not, like... I'm not complaining. I just I envisioned the point where he looked down the shaft and was like, I need to do that wire. Mm. And then turned to look at the kid and was like, I'm going to trust him to do it. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, the kid's clearly got some level of intelligence, right? You don't even know if he can see colour. (laughs) That's true. true. It'd be a shit shit Jedi then, wouldn't he? He wouldn't even know what colour his lightsaber is. Is it that important? (laughs) I assume Yoda could see colour. I mean, we don't even know if he's actually, like, you know, not smart yet. For all we know, that could already be a 50-year-old whatever Yoda is. It is, right? It is, like, 90, oh, they say? Oh, yeah. yeah. But, yeah, so I, it's could, still an It could be fully cognizant of everything that's happening and just taking the piss. It might just look I like mean, Yoda was a I mean, Yoda was a proper piss-taker, remember? In um, the, the middle film, Empire Strikes Back. Yes. Yeah. That was part of his training. Yeah, even when he came back as a false ghost in Ian Johnson's train wreck. Oh, I've just thought of the best quote ever for someone put up earlier, uh, put up a film quote that stuck with you, and I've just thought of when Yoda says, do or do not, there is no try. Yeah. That's one of the best quotes. And people don't ever quote that either. It's always, I'm your father, or he was the Does Frank Oz have any kids? I don't know. Because at some point, when that, when that baby Yoda actually has to speak. Yeah, get his kids to do it. Need to get Frank Oz. Frank Oz is dead, isn't he? I'm not, I don't know. I believe Frank uh, Oz think, died a couple of yeah, years I ago. So. Like, mm. He did. Um, he was alive when he they did the prequels, wasn't he? Yes, yeah. Because he re- yeah. reprised his role in that. But it's like in Star Trek, in um, Michelle Rod- Roddenberry obviously doesn't voice the computers anymore on the ships. It's kind of sad. Right, he lifts his mask to drink. Yeah. I've got a bit of a problem with that. Doesn't he have some kind of auxiliary system? Can he do that? Yeah, they, established that. they established that in the first series, didn't they? Oh, I'm going to grass him up. Plus, it was a, I thought it was a cute little scene where they're both sitting there with their bottles yeah, drinking well, at the 100%, same time. Like, 100%. <laughs> well, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to grass him up. The, rela- saw, like, the relationship between him and the kids one of the best relationships yeah, on TV at sure. the moment. It's, it's sure. brilliant. Like, it's, nice, it's nice to see a bloke just become completely paternal over something he doesn't really know. Or understand. Or, understand, or yeah, 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 he just knows it needs protecting. Yeah. Like, yeah. I like it. I like it a lot. It's a tried and tested thing, right? Get a grown gruff man gets a sort of childlike companion to look after, hates it, and then loves it. Yeah, yeah. It worked for The Last of Us. It worked for... So Lone Wolf and Cub, isn't it, that kind of that comes from his old uh, anime or manga? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. It's like the, one of the earliest Probably examples. Quite basic. But yeah, it's... Uh, narrative ploy. And it just shows that just with the right level of animatronics, what the kind of level of emotion you can get out of a entirely like non-existent... Like a fictional character. A big part of it, the fact that his ears are real. It's real. It's a real puppet, obviously, yeah. because they like fold, fold and stuff when he's yeah, in his yeah, head. Yeah, it's, really, yeah. It's, it's no, unbearably like, cute. I just want to give it a cuddle. Yeah, that is, it's, it's weird for me to look at something and think, aww. <laughs> it will just remind me of a Mogwai forever. As yeah. Well. I like that weird little creature that uh, Gina Carano is feeding as well. I'm not sure what that Why was. would you not adopt that? Well, I'm pretty sure she did, didn't she? Because you see it feeding it later. That. I, that's like prime sit and chill on your shoulder kind of companion. <laughs> yeah, and that, I would have it on my shoulder all space the time. Fair. I'm, sh- I'm sure Star Wars fans know what that was meant to be. But I'm gonna when she it. turns up in a later episode, she better have it on her shoulder. <laughs> yeah. that's, what, that's what I'm saying. And it, it's very good on world building as well. I now I kind of understand more that all this stuff's going on around the outer rim. Yeah. Like not not near Coruscant and the inner planets. Yeah. So I, I like the fact that it was the same um, 
new Republic officer turned up to take her statement that was chasing him in the last episode. Yeah, they were coming a bit fan favourite, I think, those two X-Wing pilots. It's almost like every new character that they introduce is like, yeah, you can could, you could spin them off. I mean, she, she, <laughs> she's going to end this series probably joining with the new Republic, right? I think that's um, planted the seed for that, maybe. Yeah, possibly. I assume it will be they've got like the Mandalore, the Mandalore, and um, the New Republic coming together to fight like Gideon so, and his remnants, right? Why show that scene if that's not like, where they're heading? So, what do we think Gideon's doing with his labs then? Oh, making force imbued soldiers. I would have think. I would mm. think. Do you reckon he's trying to give himself false powers, or I don't know if he already has them because he's got the lightsaber. Yeah, so the dark saber, and it's always been a bit muddy about. So, what know. is what is the difference with the dark saber? Is it just dark? I'm not. sure. It's also more like a saber. In visuals, like it's a flat blade. Oh, okay. But um, I don't know. So is it an well. enhanced vibra blade as opposed to a lightsaber? I think so. Yeah. Okay, so it's, it's not actually a lightsaber. I, well, you know, people that know about this cut stuff might correct me. I don't think so. I okay. think it is a slightly different kind. Right. But right. it can hold its own against the lightsaber. I know that much. Okay, that's cool. So yeah, interesting. Maybe I don't think he does have the force. Otherwise, mm. it wouldn't be. You wouldn't need to yeah. find something that was force sensitive. Yeah, true. He would be able to use his own blood. To... Yeah. But it's I, interesting. No, it's that I mean, of... he he obviously has some backing because that was a pretty big ship he had. Well, I assume these are just like the remnants of like the Imperial sort of stuff left dotted around the galaxy, right? I mean, you've got to ask, is that all there is? Him and his ship? Or is he just... Uh, well, there's got to be... Where did the First Order come from? Ugh. Because I assume that I don't when, even think the writers know. I assume that when the when the Empire went down in Return of the Jedi, it was there was obviously le- like loads of you saw obviously loads of planets being freed in that mm-hmm. montage at the end. But there must have been loads of pockets left because they must have been hugely Empire mm-hmm. in terms of like resources and ships and manpower and stuff. If I was the Rebellion, I would have just nicked a lot of that when all that went down. Well, they probably did. Or, yeah, or scuttled it. But, I mean, we're talking about people who are out on, like, isolated bases or, like, right out on the outer edge of the galaxy, like, obviously, Gideon was. Talking about the dumb empire. There's a bit where they jump on the speeder bikes. And I, do love how this, I do love how this show was canonised stormtroopers being yeah. completely incompetent. Just the two of them just smash into each other coming down the hill. Yeah, that was well funny. And I, I knew that was going to happen. Even when, well. Whenever they do hit anyone, they hit him and his armour just deflects it anyway. Yeah, I mean... <laughs> I want to know what happens when you shoot him at the fabric. Oh, what? I mean, I, I don't. I'm not asking a stormtrooper to aim at a specific point in his body because I know they can't really hit him anyway. So, but yeah, I, I, I don't know. I mean, it's Star Wars, so it's probably magic, magic fabric, <laughs> Beskar fabric. Mm. So uh, yeah, so that was the Star Wars I thoroughly enjoyed this week, and Star Trek has been quite surprising as well this week. Is put it this way, this episode prominently featured two characters that I really dislike in this uh-huh. series the main character yep. um, Michael Burnham mm-hmm. and uh, the character played by um, oh, what's her name the Asian woman um, <sighs> can't remember. No, I, don't, I don't know her plays oh, I, can't, I can't remember her real name now or something but yeah, he plays obviously Captain George O or Philippa George O in the show. Usually I can't stand either of them. And this was an episode that featured two of them prominently off on doing their own kind of side story thing. And you know what? I'm quite impressed. Yes. Yeah. yeah, that's really, yeah, a really good kind of um, sort of old schooly episode. Um, go save some people. Was it off like the planet. more like a sort of bottle episode? 
No, I think they've they've managed to nail now the the episodes driving the main plot of the series, but also each having their own little individual plot and character development moments. You're not waiting like a whole series for payoff on that sort of stuff. Okay. Because um, obviously, yeah, and the good thing was is that part of the reason I don't like Burnham is because she always like acts like a twat and seems to get away <laughs> with it, which is far too far too common on modern TV shows. And this episode, yeah, they actually made a whole point of her getting called out for it and demoted at the end. Good. Yeah. So it's kind That's of, what you get. It kind of feels like the writers have caught up with the sort of uh, audience now in saying, oh, yeah, yeah, we did we did come out of a shit character. We've got, we've got to deal with this. Like, you know, it sounds in, like they're trying to sort of fix it, at least. They no, definitely are this series. They've, you know, the whole shift to the 32nd century, so they no longer like have to worry about breaking canon, the, all the new introductions, the new ships they've introduced... All the new tech that's kind of really cool, things like programmable matter and stuff. Like, the ship got refitted, so it's now up to spec with, like, the 32nd century fleet. It looks much better. Like, looks actually silver, like a Star Trek ship now. Nice. Opposed to bronze, for <laughs> some reason, whatever before. <laughs> uh, but, yeah, I'm, I'm impressed by it. But, like I say, um, problem with serialised television is I'm not going to declare this series good until it's over. Yeah, Because true. the last two series had their moments and then didn't stick the landing. Mm. Um, we're just absolutely... And how yeah. many have we got until the end? I'm not sure. If it's 10 episodes, we've got four episodes left. If it's 14 episodes like or 13 episodes like the last series, then, yeah, we've got five well, left. That's plenty of time to muck it up. Six. Yeah. So I'm not sure. I don't know how many they've made. But they're filming series four already, so it might be that it just doesn't... It, I it must be doing quite well then. Because Netflix are on a bit of a, you know, some stuff that seems like it's doing well gets cancelled. It's not Netflix produced, is it? It's oh, uh, CBS okay. All Access in America. Because oh. Star Trek's always been on CBS over there. Um, and they've got their own streaming platform. But obviously, no one knows what CBS is over here, so it wouldn't have much of a market. So, But I've here apparently, that's now getting all merged into uh, Paramount's own service. Okay. Because obviously, every, every publisher um, distribution company now needs to have their own service. Because that's not going to make things life hard for people. I remember when those kind of services seemed like a good for value, good value alternative. Yeah. But now, if I have to have ten of them, mm. it's not that good value. I mean, the only difference is, is that you can, if you're smart about it, like subscribe for a month, watch like you want to, then change your subscription over to another like um, service, watch stuff, and then do it like that, so you don't have to have all the. Oh, it's, that's ag. Yeah. It's the <laughs> the whole point of those things was for convenience. If I've yeah. got to start mucking about with that. It's not that convenient. Yeah. So, I mean, I... I yeah. yeah. Excited for the end? Of Star Mystic? Um, yeah. So far, this series, it did the writing team this year definitely seems to have a better grasp of what makes Star Trek Star Trek. Yeah. Good. Yeah. There's plenty of good Friday sci-fi TV at the moment. Yeah, and I'm definitely looking forward to the next season of The Expanse. Yep. Which is... I'm definitely uh, looking forward to catching up on The Expanse. <laughs> Um, and then you've got the Foundation series coming on at some point. Yeah, we'll see with that. Yeah. It's a difficult one. But from what I understand, I mean, most Apple stuff has been of a pretty good quality so far. It, the trailer looked quite good. Yeah. I mean, I liked uh, Mythic Quest on Amazon. Uh, someone been watching that. Is it For All Mankind? Okay. And yeah, given that some quite good props. So uh, yeah, fingers crossed. Yeah. I mean, they're still in that early streaming platform kind of... Uh, area aren't they where everything they make is really good quality to convince people to sign up like yeah. you know like, like, like Netflix used to be yeah before it just started picking up any old dross I think there's a reason Stranger Things we were talking earlier Stranger yeah. Things still stands above most of it 
Yeah. If not all of it, as far as TV shows go. Yeah, because like I say, it's, I've, I've, the Netflix problem of if you don't watch a show for a couple of days, you realise that you were only watching it because you could binge it as opposed to actually enjoying it that much. Yeah. <laughs> so then you just never go back to it. Now I just look forward to The Mandalorian on a Friday. Yeah, yeah. Or I, Saturday or whenever I... Or a Sunday I watched it this I week. I watched a review of like The Boys the other day and even that they were complaining about the weekly release of it. And I thought, I don't, I, there was only five episodes. It wasn't like you waited that long. No. Yeah. <laughs> and it didn't really bother me anyway. Yeah. But, hey mm. But no, I, I'm, I'm, like I said before, I'm all for the return to weekly delivery of television shows. It seems like everyone's heading in that direction. Yeah, well, if, if anything this year, it's because of the level of production is going to shut down, isn't it? So they're going to have to stretch the content they have got over a longer period. Cool. Sweet. Yeah. So, uh, yeah. Wasn't even that much of a little bonus. Yeah. Pretty chunky bonus. Yeah, so it's a nice hour for you There to... you go. There's a name for us. Chunky bonus. Yeah. So you're going to no, we're not get that. this up now. People can sink into their Sunday afternoon bars. This is red dulcet tones. God, it's not going up today. I'd <laughs> <laughs> have to be magic. Magic man. Oh, but I want to listen to myself in the bath bin. <laughs> deep bar <laughs> <laughs> but um, yeah so thank you for stopping on by do follow us shout at us yeah on Twitter yeah That's I'm what... at save point Ben and I'm at save final yeah and yeah just yeah. Whatever, right. whatever you want to say if you want to issue me a longer missive you may uh, perchance contact me at uh, final save mark <laughs> at gmail.com <laughs> I mean, if you, if you plan to send us a bigger letter than 280 characters or whatever it is. I mean, they can send you a tweet, right? A person, an, a DM? Yeah, but I would, I would, I would rather it? they, you know, write it out with a quill and send it by Raven. I would rather that as well. If someone's going to communicate with me in a long form miss, a long form correspondence and I want it done in style, then. <laughs> <laughs> Don't want someone sliding into my DMs, you know? <laughs> Yeah, so anyway, we'll see you all next week. Yeah, thanks, bye. Bye.